Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So-So, in case you ain't no-so. And welcome back to another episode of Sports with So-So. Coming to you live from CIC Miami, y'all. Man, this week we got another dope episode. We talk about the Dolphins losing, the Heat tip-off preseason, Canes get their ass beat, Chelsea gets back on track, and the Marlins end the season with a bang. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go! It is what it is. It is what it is, dog. Now we back. <laughs> like good, like G. Jordan packs. Yeah, man. Why not? You know? Damn, dog. Monday. We're getting it popping. Not even a victory Monday. I'm uh, in all black. We in all black. It's funeral Monday. Correct. Rest in peace to Florida sports teams. Yeah, man. It's, it was a it's rough looking weekend. grim across the peninsula, my friend. It's bad right now. It's bad right now. And I mean, any, any way you just, look at just, it. I mean, Dolphins lose. Yeah. Canes lose. Canes lose. Gators lose. Gators lose. My UCF, UCF Knights loses. lose. Uh, I mean, we we can just go on and on, but let's just Marlins let's just not. lost. The Jaguars <laughs> lost. <laughs> Jaguars uh, the lost. The Bucks won. Shout yeah, out to the Bucks. Tampa, luckily, Tampa Bay. Tom luckily, Brady. luckily. Um, but you know what? Fuck them. You know what I mean? We're talking about the fucking <laughs> Dolphins. Here, yeah, dog. man. And how much? I don't want to say frustrating because if you're a Dolphins fan, you know exactly what we're what we're talking about here, right? Like, there's nothing new here. But we all had a lot of high expectations for this season, bro. Oh, my God. Dude. And and the worst part about it for me, dog, if you look back, historically, we haven't ever gotten off on the right foot to start a season, dog. If you look at the last five years, it's like, oh, we start off two and four. We start off one and five. And, and we have this. And never do we start. Coño, the Dolphins are four and one. Hey, look at that. Five and two. Shit. Probably got something. I mean, arguably, the, the best season we had to start was last year with Fitzpatrick. Was one of our better better seasons where we had a you know a hotter start to for the most part. We started off losing, but then he bounces right back in it, and we but, had a nice little win streak going. Yeah, but like I said, we started off losing. We never get off on the right foot, and now with this Dolphins team, it's it's not even looking like they're competing because when you're losing the way we were losing to the Colts, a winless coach, by, might I add, also missing a bunch of players, might I add. Yep. And you play the way you did, and you can't generate any type of offense. I'm sorry, dog. We're not a good team, and we can't think of ourselves as a team that's aspiring to be good because we have really nothing to base that on, especially offensively. Defensively, we can look at it and be like, "All right, we have this, we have that, and we have this there and the other." Okay, whatever. We'll leave that aside. But offensively especially in this day and age of the nfl where you can't anybody can get a pass interference anybody can score and put up fucking 21 points the dolphins are struggling to even get yardage you know what i mean like jonathan taylor had more yards than the entire dolphins offense for like three quarters of the game or i mean dude explain that let's go back to our last episode last week we got together we had some you know issues with that loss right so what were some of our takeaways that we talked about as far as you know things we needed to improve on Number one was the O-line. Right. O-line still looks dreadful. Jacoby has no time. He doesn't get rid of the ball quick enough. He gets sacked. He had a fumble late in the game when we were trying to get back in it. You know what I mean? Because he was getting pressured. 
we, our, our O-line is just terrible. There's, it's non-existent. We went out now. We signed the guy from a practice squad. A center. A yeah. center from a practice squad. I forget for maybe the Rams or something like that. Yeah. And, I mean, that just tells you where we're at with our offensive line. It's, but, it starts there, and we can't generate anything behind it. I understand that. But I would counter with these two things. First and foremost, that problem solely falls on Flores because this is the third offensive line coach that we've had. You know what I'm saying? Like, at, the, at some point, it's like, is it the man for the job or is, a, is it the job in itself? Right? Because one of those two things aren't clicking. It's not, it's, it has to be how they're coaching them, what type of resources they're putting into that talent scouting, how they're drafting players, how they're looking at that, that offensive line and how to build it up. There's zero cohesion on there. There's not at least a pair of players that you're like, you know what, at least these two guys work together in tandem, or at least these two guys over here work good in tandem. It's 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 none of that. Because even the guy, again, I hate to harp on him, but Austin Jackson, another bad game where he's playing, and it's like, dog, if this is the best we got that this high, this guy has to start, then I don't care who the quarterback is. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is because that guy's not going to survive. Where is back there? Not going to have time to throw, time to f make a play. And we're going to, you know, want that person to scramble and run around and, and try to do something that they can't. And it's not going to work because it hasn't worked. And the, wor the second part of that is we don't even, again, have a, we have a big problem getting started on the right foot. We start off the game with Marco Brown, not even Miles Gaskin. Malcolm Brown. We didn't see game. a lot of Miles Gaskin early at in the all. Game. That game. I saw a lot of Salvin Ahmed and a lot of Malcolm Brown. And and Malcolm Brown being ineffective. He was supposed to be like this guy who can get you two yards, one yard, whenever you need it. He has not shown that at all. He probably looks. He had a nice the, touchdown run the week before. You know what I mean? Yeah, we talked about more, giving him the ball, giving him more. But that I just feel like the scheme, man. Now, I mean, honestly, at the end of this, we, we you know we're going to pick apart the O line. We're going to pick apart the receivers, namely one guy that I, that I know you want to pick apart, and we'll get to him <laughs> later because his his screw up was later in the game. Uh, we're going to pick apart the defense because I got a lot of a lot to get off my chest when it comes to it. But at the end of the day, the person that's being scrutinized the most out of all of this, and rightfully so, is Coach Flores. And we've had nothing but high praise for Coach Flo. Yep. We like what he's been doing. but now, We like him as a coach and as a person. But now we're tied with the New York Jets for last place. We got the win against the Patriots on them. It's a division win, so we, we go above them. But we're both 1-3 to start the season. As much as we laugh at the Jets, we had the same record as them. Yeah. That, that, that just does not make no, me and feel And again, we, we lost to a team that hadn't found a way to win. And they come to our house and kick our ass. That's, that shit that, you know... It's almost unforgivable. It it's is. almost unforgivable. And I'm not saying, oh, we need to fire Coach Flo, and I don't think no, that's your I'm message not, either. I'm not there yet. Right? I'm no, no, not no. There we're yet we're far from By there. Any means. We're far from there, right? Because well, he has to take a, a, a long stare in the mirror. And, and really break down what himself and say, on? yo, what am I lacking in? Yeah. What am I lacking in? Because obviously whatever I'm putting into motion here is not working for me. What am I lacking? You know, and that's the type of approach that coach flores has to take on it because we can go over the stats all day you know what i'm saying and that shit's not going to really matter because again we, what i saw what you saw what all the dolphins nation saw right and the rest of the nfl fans was a team that can't move the ball can't run the ball and can't really throw the ball so guaranteed you're going to get a three and out three and out three and out at least four times a game from these guys and that shit is a problem now 
a lot of people wanted Jacoby Brissett in there because they were like, well, at least he can throw it and then he can, you know, he has a big, strong arm and all this shit. Jacoby Brissett ain't it. He's not the answer. He's not it. So let's leave we, we this had, we Jacoby had, Brissett shit done once Tua comes back we had on said, Sunday. We had said he would be a good replacement if Tua went down late in the we game. Were wrong. And he needed to just help close the game out. You know what I mean? He was going to be that guy, but he's not the guy to start the game, to finish the game, to you know have us in the game. Clearly, he's not. He's not it. And I mean, it, it's we now. I'm I'm starting to come around on the whole Deshaun Watson thing, man. You know, but I mean? even that shit doesn't make sense because it doesn't. But I'm so at a loss right now for words that I'm like, you know what? Give me give me anything at this point. Yeah, Jay. But look, look, we can fucking trade right now for Aaron Rodgers, and that guy's gonna get 15 sacks a game. And then we're going to be wondering why the hell did we spend all this money and assets trying to get Aaron Rodgers if we can't fucking run and we can't block. That's the problem, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. There's a lot so, of bigger issues. Than there's a lot of bigger one, issues one than, than, who's, than, than, than who's that quarterback. But, then, man, but, just but Jacoby's really bad as a starter. Because if not... It takes way too long, can't get the ball out of his hand. If he was good enough to start, he would have been started somewhere else. He's not good enough to start here. Tua is obviously much better than he is. A much better option, much better playmaker, much better everything. You want to name it, he's got it. Yeah. So Tua needs to start playing. Obviously, Tua is going to play. He's out for the next two weeks. Oh, well, no. I heard he might play come back for this Tampa Bay game because of how bad Bursette has looked. You know? Because of how bad he looks. Because at least with when Tua was in there, we fucking moved the ball. At different times, yeah. but we moved no, the ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But- you know? I mean, and that's that. We did. How much of Tua did we really get to see, man? Exactly. We got to see Tua in a full Patriots game. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. all we got. to and see. And he won that game. Exactly. You know, so, so like everybody's saying, like, oh, but he's not on the field. Like, yeah, man, I get that. But I mean, it goes down to our O line, like, and our coaching. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna harp on that all day. Like, no reason that early in the game to go for it on fourth and two and put Tua in that position. Yeah. With our yeah. O line as as garbage as it is, I mean, come on, what are we doing? So. It, it, there's a you know there's look, a lot to, to improve on and even the playmaking needs improvement. You I said it earlier. You know? I you know one I know one person we're gonna really go hard on right now. Name him, dog, because I've been dying to name him. Name him, Jakeem Grant, bro. What I is hate that doing? guy? I hate that guy. You see why I tell you? Late in the game, we have a chance. We're trying to rally, trying to get back in it. They punt the ball. Our defense does their job and holds them. We punt. They punt the ball over to and us. Then here and comes Jakeem your boy. Grant. Your boy. Don't be looking at me like nah, that. Nah, that's your boy, Don't dog. Don't be pointing fingers at me and looking at me like that, son. <laughs> All right? Jakeem Grant decides, I'm going to muff this punt. On purpose. <laughs> not on purpose. You can't not on say purpose. On pur- I can't say it just, on purpose. It, like, but come on. It's just the second time much. already this season that he drops a punch, right? I want to say he dropped one already in an earlier game. He did, and he didn't lose it. Right. He didn't lose it, but this one he did. Yep. He did lose this one. And that's what I that's huge, man, when we're trying to get into the game. We can't and, have that. And that's a guy that people like and his playmaking ability and this and that. And it's like, yo, we're loving him too much. And if we love him and he's not fucking that good, then that's why the team is not good. Because we love players like this that are not really producing as well as we think that they're producing. Now, anybody outside of the Dolphins nation would be like, yeah, that guy's a whatever. And we don't see it like that because we fall in love with our guys. Another guy that I got a fucking harp on, Will Fuller. Oh, my goodness. That, Mr. That, Glass. That, listen. Mr. Glass himself. Listen, I'm not going to talk about him personally because in his personal life, that's him. First game with the Dolphins, he breaks his finger. But as far as what he's been able to produce and what we were expecting, 
the man has come up extremely short. I mean, we've only got to see extremely one, short. one game out of no, him. No, 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 my dog. I'm talking about just being available. He hasn't even been available. Yeah. He hasn't even made his presence known, except for the fact of missing a big catch. Other than that. So everybody who had all these ass expectations for Will Fuller and all that, throw that shit out the window. You got stock, sell that shit. Because this guy's not producing. Same thing with Albert Wilson. No, okay, Albert Wilson's coming back and all that. We I've hyped never, it up. I've never we, been but high, we talked I've never about been high on Albert it. We Wilson. talked about how the 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 wide receiver has it's like few and far between his his play big playability. You know what I'm saying? Like has that depth where we can be like, all right, hey, we got this guy who can do this, this guy can do this, and none of those guys have done shit except for Waddle and even Parker and even Devontae Parker. He's, and, he's look he, holding it down somewhat. I'm barely, still upset at that barely. drop pass against the Buffalo Bills that would have avoided the shutout. But, Bro, hey. he had nine targets, only had four catches. That's unacceptable, that doggy. Is. And he had a before he made that touchdown, he had dropped an easy pass. And didn't come down with the catch that hit him in his hands and was complaining for a flag. And then he goes and makes a touchdown. And it's like, ah, oh, look at me. Nah, doggy. Because yeah, you got the touchdown because they're kind of force feeding it to you. Right. You're bound to catch them. But the big ones that we need you to catch, you never catch them. And that shit sucks. The Be- ones that can change the momentum of a game. Absolutely. In a single play. Those are the ones. And and we don't get that. And, man, it's just, we just stepping on our own feet, man. I mean, Waddle. I mean, not Waddle. I'm sorry. Jakeem Grant with that muff punt. Boom. Changes the momentum. It's like takes it out of the defense. It's like, great. Now we got to go back on defense. And they got a shorter field to deal with. Here we go. And, you know, and then later in the game, Jacoby's, you know, he's, he's doing his thing. He's moving. He's moving. Boom. Gets sacked. Fumbles the ball. I mean, you talk about just momentum killers, dude. Like, we're just shooting ourselves in, in our own feet, man. It's just we're not, we're not going anywhere. We're, we're running in place. The, the team needs vast improvement, bro. And, unfortunately, it's really hard to do that throughout the season. It's really hard. Once the season has started, you got who you got. You're not fucking trading for this guy. This is an NBA where you're going to go get a star lineman. It doesn't work like that, you know. And we're going to have to suffer and see how this season plays out because we do have some really rough games this year. And things that we were counting on don't necessarily seem as easy as they did before, no, right? absolutely not. Case in point, this Colts team. Now we play the Bucks on Sunday. After that, we get a Jaguars Defending team. champion, Super Bowl who just sn- Who just snuck out of New England. So these guys are going to be determined to play better against a team like us. Then after that, we got the Jaguars in London, a 9-30 game for us down here. After that, Falcons, Bills, Texans, Ravens. Hard that, games. That Bills and that Ravens game. And, and look, even right now, that Falcons game. No, that, all of them. But I'm just saying, like, those two right there, it's like, I don't, we got to we gotta start lighting candles from now. Bruh. Start going to church from now. We, I, I, can they do it? Absolutely, the Dolphins can improve. Can I see it happening right now? Not so much. And it sucks to say that because I really, again, I, you, you and I, we both had high hopes, and we thought that this team was, had taken a step in the right direction because of Coach Flo and what, you know, he was implementing. But that two offensive coach coordinator shit. That shit ain't working, dog. That shit ain't working. That shit is Whatever's happening with the offensive line coach, that shit ain't working. They got to figure that out. Whoever's calling the plays for the running backs, that shit ain't working. Like, a lot of questions there that ultimately Flores will be responsible for. 
ultimately he will be. I'm not saying it's this year or next year, but you can't continue to have these type of seasons, right, and then not improve. Because even some teams that, you know, go three and whatever, four games and whatever, next year they get a high draft pick, they get this, that, and the other, and then, boom, they're able to magically get six, seven, eight, nine wins. Dolphins don't look like they're on that path right now. No. You know? And this was a team that it almost looks like we're regressing. We're, exactly. We're regressing right now. We look worse than we were last year. Like, our team looked way better last year at this we point. Do. We do. And one thing, another thing I got, I wanted to harp on, man, on this one, your boy Jalen Phillips, man. What is going on with the kid? Is Simple. He, is he going to make an impact at any point this season for us? I doubt it. I doubt it because what, what Except, his problem besides, is. Or besides a negative impact, like <laughs> jumping off sides. The, and the costing thing, us, you know, position. The thing with him is that he comes from an undisciplined school in the Hurricanes. Look at the Hurricanes right now and how the current staff is dealing with how they're developing their players. Those guys can't even tackle. You feel me? So, yeah, I don't expect Jalen Phillips to come out here and be, you know, tearing it up. Nah. But what I do think is that, that this he needs to play. He needs to play because obviously he's explosive. Obviously he can do things, and obviously he has a hunger to to be somebody. Most of the guys that are on that position don't. This guy wants to be somebody, so Polo Menu, you got to give him the chance and say, "Hey, fuck it, learn on the job, right? Learn on the job. You got to figure things out during the game, and then on practice, tell me what you, during practice, tell me what you were seeing during the game. Oh, the guy was doing this. All right, what type of technique you think you could use against that? All right, let's work on that. Boom, boom, boom." And that's how you treat that guy. You got to treat him like he's still not a rookie, but like in college. Not necessarily a rookie, but like in college. It sucks because he was, again, a high draft pick. And I'm not saying that the talent yeah. doesn't worry me. The talent, <laughs> other first the talent is there, dog, because he, he did get a bunch of tackles, right? He was involved a lot. He put a lot of pressure on that left side. So those are things that you're like, damn, if he did have the right training and was better in, a little bit in like studying plays and stuff like that, you could see him being a beast. You know what I mean? So I think he's working towards that. I just didn't expect him to have it right out the gate. I feel like by week 10, week 9, right, he'll have a way better understanding of, like, how teams are trying to attack him, what offensive linemen are doing to kind of block him and shit. And he'll pick it up. I hope so, man, because at this point by now, I was expecting him to come into the league like a Nick Bosa or a TJ Watt, you know. Yeah, but those guys are – as a rookie, you know, to some capacity. I mean, they weren't they weren't amazing. They weren't where, where they are now, I but their their crude raw talent was just enough to make an impact on the field in a couple plays. And I just I feel like I haven't seen that from Phillips. Well, again, he he didn't start the season. He wasn't ready to start the season. You know, look at the difference between him and Parsons, the kid that the Cowboys took. Uh, Michael Parsons hasn't really done as much either yet. But he's playing a different position. Yeah, he's playing on the line now, so he's learning on the goal. Right. Right, so if you were to see him, obviously he would be good as a linebacker because he's still good, right? Jane, like I said, he's still involved in tackles. He's he's playmaking. He's captain of the defense. So obviously the kid is good enough. Jalen Phillips just doesn't have that that same type of development that I feel like a Parsons had, and that's just evident. You know what I mean? Right. Not to say that they they both don't have the same type of talent. I think they do. I think Phillips can be nasty like that because when you see him do something raw, it's like damn. This kid doesn't even know how good he is, you know, or how good he can be, basically. Right. Because he's right now he's just using pure athletic ability, dog. Strength, speed, you know, a little bit of <laughs> of juke, and that's about it. So if he can get by on the NFL level, without like 
while he's still learning and adding to his arsenal, that shit's going to be sick, bro. That shit's going to be sick. Well, I hope he gets better sooner rather than later, and I hope this Dolphins team gets better sooner rather than later because it's not looking bright right now. One and three, like again, like I said, I think we're in third place in the division just because of the fact that we have that win over the Patriots. I think the Patriots – well, no. Uh, are we tied then with the Patriots? I don't even – it doesn't matter. No. What matters is Buffalo's rolling right now. Buffalo's rolling. Okay, Brady. they're still rolling. They're, the, the AFC East runs through – Buffalo, unfortunately, and the Dolphins need to do something quick, man. We need to turn around. Look, Buffalo, ASAP. All, all, Buffalo is the only team that's three and one in our division. The rest of the teams are one and three. So we're as good or as bad as the Patriots and Jets are. Yeah, and that's not saying a lot. That's not even saying a little bit. But it's not saying anything really <laughs> at all. So all we know is that we're not even as good as we were last year. Right now, nope. And we need to we need to change. But that there's only one way to look, and that's up. We quit this podcast. <laughs> We have to continue to look up, my friend. Yeah, when you rock from rock bottom, from that's rock the bottom, only way you can look, dude, is up. There's nothing the else bottom, below you. You're all the way at the bottom, doggy. Started from the bottom, not a hole. Nah. Relax, sir. Right, right, boy. My fault. My fault. All right, fuck it. On to the next one. Yeah, let's talk Let's talk about some winners then and talking about your boy Drake and how he sent my dog Kyle Lowry a care package. You ain't seen that? Um, I didn't see that. Damn, that's, cause that's dope. That's pretty, um, I mean, they, they have the Toronto connection. Yeah, they have the Toronto connection and shit. But and then ha- Drake has shouted him out like, "Oh, you know." Which, by the way, fan. I mean, it's crazy to me. Here we are. It's literally just the beginning of October. Yep, and we're diving into Heat basketball already. The, Taking the, on the Atlanta Hawks right back. now, baby. We're back. We, we need this more than ever right now. Sports. After all, our teams are just in the doghouse, dude. Give me this badass team right here, dog. We need it, man. We had media day recently. The boys were glowing, right? We saw them doing the Charlie's Angels poses and yep. stuff like that. Uh, They're happy to play, you know, with each other. We saw, you know, some interviews with Kyle Lowry and, and some with Jimmy Butler talking yeah. about how much they just love and respect each other. I can't wait to I'm see excited. that chemistry on the court. Dude. I'm excited, dog. Yo, I saw something as we were setting up and shit for tonight. I'm looking at Heat Twitter and uh, it's like, oh, guess who's the first Heat player on the floor tonight for warm-ups? Fucking Kyle Lowry. Oh, yeah. Love I'm like, that. look at this guy love right here it. already f- I've come around, Bringing man. That, obviously, that I've come dog. around. I've come around. On now that he's one of ours, obviously, I'm going to flip flop like that. Or as you know, I, I'll admit, you know, earlier on, maybe last earlier on this in this podcast last year when we talked about it, I was like, nah, I don't really care for Lowry. But now that he's here, I'm, I'm going to eat all that shit up. The first player on the court, last <laughs> one to leave. It's going to be a competition between him and Jimmy because you know they both got that shit in them, bro. Him and Jimmy were on the same team with Bam the other day while they were running scrimmages. And about that scrimmage was really cool because they had um, the Heat Boys and Girl Club in the Heat Arena. Not the nice. Heat Arena, but inside like the Heat practice. practice facility. So it was super cool. That's awesome. Um, heat, man, number one freaking organization out there. Like. And in that scrimmage, bro, you could see these guys talking trash, hardcore, and J- Jimmy and like Lowie, like. If it was like they were playing together forever and Bam was just benefiting, all he was doing was like dunking and like little power layups and shit like that was well, super nice. The, one of the biggest highlights, I think, from that scrimmage was uh, Kyle Lowry coming down with the rebound, yep. throwing a dime full court to Jimmy and Jimmy. A Favre pass. And Jimmy laying it up, throwing it up to, to Bam for the alley-oop. Yep. That, I mean, if that's, that's what we have to look forward to this season, Ooh. Papa, I cannot wait. Now, let's, we can, you know, throw a little bit of salt on that by saying, hey, this is just a scrimmage and shit like that, but... What's important is the cohesiveness that these guys have. You know what I'm saying? And that shit is evident, like super evident, how these guys really enjoy playing with each other and how they're focused on winning and becoming better. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they practice hard as fuck so that when the game comes, 
Like, all that hard work really pays off, and the game is a lot easier for them to manage. And tonight, we didn't even go with the killer squad. We started, just in case people it's wonder. It's preseason. Preseason. But we started P.J. Tucker, Bam, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, and Duncan Robinson. That's not a bad lineup. If you think That's not. That's not a bad lineup at all, if you That's think not. about it. Playing the Atlanta Hawks right now? Yeah, man. 18-13, first quarter. And when is the first official game of the NBA regular season? First when, game, when does that happen? That's, I think that's, that's like end pre-season, of October. Don't matter to me. Don't matter to anybody. anybody Damn, except dog. for the players and nah, the coaches. That and shit's stuff. important, B. That, that shit don't important. matter to me, Papa. All I care about is the tip-off uh, game one of the regular season. So, please. One second, sir. Please enlighten me as to when this uh, this tip off is gonna happen, so I can have my Alonzo morning jersey ready. Regular season tips off against the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks, October twenty first, Thursday. That's I think the that first game. Be on. Thursday, October twenty first. So yeah. we are less than three weeks out. Yep, I told you, from, bro. It's quick. From we only have three preseason game. games. So we play Atlanta, we play San Antonio, and I think we play Houston. That's it. Well, that's now in this first week, and then we play Charlotte, Atlanta, and Boston. Right. We should do uh, for next show or maybe the, the one right before. Want to uh, do a heat the preview? Week of, yeah, do it. Well, we'll do a heat preview. Obviously, you know, talk about starters and all that stuff. But then we should also do some season-long prop bets. Ah, yo, know, I'm down for that. What position we're going to come in? And, I'm and, down for and, that. I'm the down playoffs. Uh, Jimmy winning who's the MVP. Be the highest scorer. You know what I mean? Who's going to be the most improved player for the Heat? Jimmy winning an MVP. Six man for the Heat. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm yeah. down for that. But I'm really excited about this team, dog, because we have so many good freaking options defensively. You know, we have a really good defensive squad, and now we have guys who have added offensively. And I don't mean like P.J. Tucker, but Morris with his three-point shooting is like a big benefit because when we do go tall and we need somebody to space the floor, my dog's going to be able to hand back and hit those corner threes, you know what I'm saying, like he's done throughout his career. So, so will Tucker. Tucker yeah, can drop Tucker those threes from the, from the corner, too. He gets cold every now and then, but he can hit some. You know what I'm saying? He can hit some shots when mm-hmm. they leave him open, and even if he's feeling himself. But, again, it, it comes from getting offense from defense. You know, those are defensive guys who are able to contribute offensively. So when the Heat have struggled, right, when the B squad is in there or the second team is in there, these guys are going to be able to flourish. You know what I mean? Because Tyler Hero is not going to wor- have to worry about putting exactly. up all these fucking points by himself. And, and even not him, he's just impressive. Throughout this offseason, you know what I'm saying? Working out, training. With, with Tyler, I'm 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 gonna say no comment until oh, until the season geez, starts. No comment. Yeah, no no comments on Tyler Hero from my my end. Um but Jack Carlo is not happy. It, it, you know what, man? <laughs> the song still rides, it's still bumping, but for right now, I'm not I'm not out on Tyler Hero, but okay. I just I'm gonna wait till the season starts to to see where I'm at with Tyler Hero. Okay, I'm that's fair. A break right now from that's my, fair. my Tyler Hero fandom. But going back to Morris and, and Tucker, it shuts the floor, man. So even if Hero is being double teamed, those are guys that can pop those shots. Yep. And once they do pop a couple shots and you know, maybe say early in the game. Now they got to respect that. So now you you can't, you know, double-team Hero or Duncan as much. You got to respect those guys, which then leaves open Duncan and Hero. Yeah. So that, that just only adds to, to our offensive arsenal. The team is very interesting, you know. The team is very interesting. Because even right now we we have that kid that we got from the Summer League, the center, Yusuf, or whatever the yep. kid's name. Um, that guy looks like he can really be able – Omar, that's his name, Omar – um, he looks like he's really going to be able to stretch that floor, like you said, and hit some threes from, like, the top of the key. Are we going to see him I think we are. this year? I think we are. the bench for the Heat? I think we are because think about it like this. He's so unique. We haven't had a guy like that in a real long time. 
right? Where you can say, okay, he can really move. He's athletic for his size, right? And and the position that he plays, he can pass. He can definitely pick. He can shoot it, and he finishes at the rim. A good blocker, guy who has a good nose for the ball. Th- those are guys that they're gonna get that experiment time. Only concern is, is he is he able is to he do big it? enough? Obviously, he's tall enough, but Strong, is he big like enough strength? to hang down low in the paint with somebody? We'll find guys, out, right? We'll find out. We'll find out. You know what I'm saying? And that's part of the exciting thing to see if this guy can really pop off. Because if that guy pops off, that just makes the whole fucking that's team. Something nobody was even hell not, no. not even Pat Riley would be expecting. Nobody, but it just makes the team so much deadlier, right? Because now that's that another a whole guy. dimension, dude. And and that's probably why the team. Got put together like it is, man. Because when you look at the squad, you're like, yo, you can start a combination of these guys and get pretty much anything. You need triangle offense, you can start three, these three guys. You need defense, you got two defensive units you can play. Oh, you need three-point shooting. Oh, you, all right, you got five guys you can play, you know, mix and match. We have good point guards, defensive point guards, offensive point guards. And and I haven't even brought up Victor Oladipo yet, who's another wild chip, you know what I mean? That You may if, not see him till 2022. For a while, but even when he does come back, if he gives you anything that's positive, that's another asset that you just have there on the bench just yeah, chilling. For a year. For an, an entire year to give you, you know, a deep squad where you can compete with like a uh, Milwaukee depth, and shit like that and know? Brooklyn. Just adding depth. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. And and who knows? We, we, we definitely feel like that he should be aiming for top three, right? Now, depending on how the season goes, that can change from one to two to three or back and forth whatever but they definitely have to be in that range i don't see us being such a bad team you know i really see us being a strong team this year a hard team to beat you know we'll see bro we'll see but it all starts tonight yeah the heat are winning against atlanta i'm digging the vibes what's wrong god i I just i'm just i i can't believe that the heat basketball team is the only Thing that we have going on for us hey, right bro. now, bro. It's just <laughs> terrible, dog. It's not that bad, dog. Like that's all. Like I'm just looking forward to that now. Like I can't even look forward to the Dolphins' next game. Like I'm just. If you think about it logistically, right? Logistically, there's only two franchises that franchises down here that within the past two decades have been a winning culture, meaning they've won things. Yeah, the Heat and the Marlins. That's it. But they're completely different. Hey, but you know what? They need that respect. From a team like the Dolphins, from a team like the Hurricanes, you know what I'm saying? They need that respect because, shit, it ain't easy to do in their in their sports. It's hard as fuck to win an NBA championship. We know how hard that is, right? Even when you have a super team. We went to four straight finals. Yeah. Only got two championships. But still, I mean. Should have had three, maybe, right? right. No, we should have had four, but yeah, okay, at, well, least, at least three, but... You know, we got the two. Um, and for the Marlins, even and, harder. No, but then even that, I mean, even for the Heat, I mean, we, we go through that. We lose the best player in the world. All right, now it's like, all right, we got Wade and Bosch. Bosch goes down with his, you know, his health issues. Then it's like, all right, we got Wade. Wade leaves, goes to Chicago. It's like, okay, we got nothing now, absolutely nothing. We rebuild. We get Jimmy Butler. Wade comes back. We make a run, in, you know, to the playoffs that year, whatever. Wade retires. It's like, okay, what are we going to do now? Figure it out. We make it to the finals two seasons ago. Draft Tyler We Hero. make it to the playoffs last year. You know, Draft the bam. Heat are still relevant. You know what yep. I mean? They still make it happen, even though we went through all this shit. Where the the you know the the Pat Riley and Coach Spo make it happen. Every they got year. the formula. Every year. They got it Every down. Every year. We're gonna compete. Every and year. God, I wish that we could say that about our damn dolphins and hurricanes and marlins and you know what I mean? I mean with the Marlins, I feel like we're getting there, right? With Jeter. 
with the Heat, we know what we have. The most consistent franchise in Miami sports history. No doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Then with the Dolphins, we have the fucking roller coaster, right? Where <laughs> you're happy, you're not, you're sad, you're mad. You don't even know what to feel. And then at the end of the ride, when the season's over, you're like, going, I want to do that again. But with the Hurricanes, it's tough because those guys, I don't think that they're built to have that longevity. If you look at it historically, a lot of the coaches that found success were were able to real like enforce dominance in their field, right? Jimmy Butch, uh, Schnellenberger, rest in peace, who got a a beautiful ceremony this past weekend and during the game. Right now, if you look at Hurricanes football or even Hurricanes athletics, they haven't been to that same level because I remember watching the Miami baseball team make regional runs in the NCAA tournament and, and, you know, be in the Final Four and shit like that and win national championships. I don't really see that anymore. Um, women's soccer, they're really good at women's soccer. They haven't really been competing at that level. Same thing with, with the men's basketball team. You remember those early 2000 teams where they were making tournaments and having fun runs and shit like that. You know yeah, what I'm not saying? Even, not even so long ago. I mean, even as recent as, like, in the last 10 years. You feel me? They, they were early, you know. Well, they, they would good, put a squad they together. Were good teams. Yeah, they, and they, they like, talent. Oh, they'll, they'll win a couple of games and really make it interesting. We're not really getting that right now from the Hurricanes. No. And, it's, and it's not just football. Football is the thing we're going to talk about right now, yeah. But athletically, yeah. athletically, the Hurricanes aren't where they've been before. And that's why... Part of my rant on Twitter, Sports with Sosa on Twitter, follow me, um, was about how we need to support the program in its entirety because that's the only way that it's going to get better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we can complain and bitch and shit and say, Konya, these kids aren't da-da-da. But at the end of the day, guess what? They're kids trying to put themselves in a position where they can do something to better their family and their situation. So you can't even, you got to remember that when you think about, you know, yelling at a kid or something like that from your TV. You got to remember, that kid's trying to do something for his family, you know? And they need support. So, yeah, it's, it's easier to harp on those guys because they're the ones playing the game. But the, the onus doesn't fall on them, dog. It falls on the people who are responsible, the coaches, the athletic director, the president. Those are the people who are making decisions in those programs and in the university that affect those guys because then they don't have the chance to shine like they should be shining. You know, those kids were getting booed at the last game, and I felt bad. Yeah, they, you can kind of say they deserved it, but that just sucks to be a 18, 19, 20-year-old kid and the fans are booing you, and then you got to go into halftime and try to, like, rally up and shit to come win this game. Manny, Manny Diaz should be the one taking that boo. You know what I'm saying? His Red Lashley should be taking that fucking booing because – He's been worse than almost all his players. So, I mean, it's, it's but it's like honking your horn in traffic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even though you might be directing it at something that's not the guy in front Somebody's of you. Somebody's going to feel The guy way. in front of you is always going to be like, why is this guy fucking honking at me? <laughs> so, you know, you could be in the crowd and you're like, boo, Manny, you yeah. suck. And, the kids and then are the kids hear. are just hearing you saying boo. It's like, all right, you know, <clears> you, you don't know. But listen, the Hurricanes are on the same track right now as the Dolphins. Yeah, that's if, not a good if, track. If they keep trending in this direction, dude, I will quit the podcast. <laughs> You're not going to get the fucking podcast, dog. We're not going to have shit to talk we're about, not, dog. Yeah, I feel all you. All we're going to talk about is negative. I'm going to come here Monday every day. I'm going to be getting riled up. I'm going to be talking shit. I'm going to get all red. The veins going to come out. Chill, chill, son. It's, uh, nah, I feel you. I, listen, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you, dog. I'm, I'm, 
me. I'm hardcore, dog. I was wearing my fucking UM shirt after we lost, like walking around my neighborhood, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like a fool a little bit. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. This is my team. I'm riding with these guys. Like, <laughs> you have to. I'm riding with these guys. You know what I'm saying? That's my squad. But I need these guys to realize that the impact that they're having on the city is huge. It's huge. Because believe it or not, bro, there's a lot more Hurricane fans than Dolphins fans. Why? Because there's a lot of transplants down here. I would People agree from with the that. up north, from the middle, you know what I'm saying, Middle East, and sh- like not Middle East, like but you know what I'm talking, Midwest and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. No, so, the, but the Hurricanes won more, has had right. more than the Dolphins, and, and even had still, a, you know, more epic run than the Dolphins had in the '70s or whatever. You know, it was a lot longer. So I would agree. There's a bigger franchise, there's a bigger fan base. That you know, when you talk about support, as far as the fans go, they got the fan support. You yeah, know, they were, that's why you know I, we got I posed the, the question at the beginning of the season on this podcast. I said, "Who's more delusional, a Hurricanes yeah. fan or a Dolphins fan?" And we went through that whole thing. And you know, it, they they have the numbers, they have the support. To just the program and the athletics altogether, that's just rough. Who, who's the AD? Like, what is the AD Blake, doing? Blake James is the AD, and and he's the one who's been getting a lot of flack, right? Right, so rightfully so. Absolutely, you know, because you can't go around telling people we're about excellence, we're about winning championships, we're about providing the best this with best facilities, best nutrition plans, best uh, path to graduate college. You can't say the word excellence and then not put forth that effort. You don't even got to be excellent. You just got to give that excellent effort. And we ain't seeing it, bro. We're not seeing it. We're seeing a lot of people who don't take responsibility for their actions. And credit is due to the players, especially the football players. You know why? Because a lot of those guys are Twitter. A lot of those guys are on Instagram. So they see that shit. They hear that shit. They hear it from their homies who live, you know what I'm saying, in the neighborhoods of Miami or whatnot. So they know what's being said about them. Yet, they're sticking together. They're banding together and saying, you know what, we're going to put all this noise outside? Outside. They're not the ones here sweating with us. They're not the ones practicing tackling with each other. They're not the ones saying, hey, I got you in the huddle. It's us. And I respect that shit. That's real UN football, right? But at the same time, if, if you're not making – if the coaches – aren't taking advantage of that and saying, you know what, if the kids are doing this, I need to go an extra mile for these kids. And I don't think that's what's happening right now. And I'm not even saying about Manny Diaz because I think that Manny really cares about the program. But he's another guy who throws that excellence around and championships around and shit like that. We're far from that. And he knows that we're far from that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't feel like he should be talking about that shit. Same thing with the chain and the rings. That's just done. It's a gimmick. At this point, it's a gimmick because people, other teams see that and they're like, that's a joke. Yep. There's no respect. There's zero respect there because we don't make it respectable. You feel me? We don't make it respectable. We don't demand it. We don't don't demand it of our opponents. How do you demand that? You win. You win. You play hard as fuck and you win. opponents that you're supposed to beat. And then guess what? The ones you're not supposed to beat, you beat them too. That's how you demand respect. Compete, dog. And UM doesn't do that. that. First game, okay. You You got Alabama. Uh, you know, prime time, lackluster performance all around. All right, you get a pass. At the end of the day, they gave us a pass because it was Alabama. Right. Everybody gets a pass on Bama. But you talk about Appalachian State. Come you on. talk about Central Connecticut. You talk about Virginia, Papa. What are we doing? It's it's rough. It's rough. I, and they need to go ahead and melt down all the turnover chains, uh, that's all done. the rings, Put that melt shit them away. down. 
Turn them into a bar of gold and go sign the highest recruited player right now, bro. It's not even that, bro. They They need something. They need to refocus the recruitment strategy to not include the gimmicks. It needs to be, are you good at winning football games? If you're good at winning football games, if you're here to work and not talk and not be on Twitter and not all this shit, if you're here to work and put in that grind, then, yeah, we want you. But if you just want to come here for the chain, then I don't want you. I need you to come here for the winning. I need you to come here because you want to be a hurricane. You don't care about that chain. You don't care about those rings. You care about bringing this program back to championship status. That's what the Hurricanes need. They don't need none of these kids that want to be top 10 recruit because like, I could rock a chain or I could rock a bell or a championship belt. Fuck that. We need kids that want to play for the U. And, and want to build up the youth the right way. Forget about change. Forget it. We want to win games. We need to play hard. We need to play for each other. Those are the kids that I want. Because it, I don't feel like we have a lot of that. We have a good amount of that in the locker room. But there's other kids there that, that you can tell they have ulterior motives. And that's okay, man. You know what I mean? It's not. I mean, I it's guess. It's not okay. Individually. You literally just said all the reasons why no, no, it's no, not no, okay. No, 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 no. Individually, if, if that's your aspiration, that's we fine. We don't need those guys, but though. But we don't want that here at the U. We don't. Go somewhere else. The yeah. portal's there for you. Go to any other college and do your thing, dog. Don't do that here. You know what I mean? Don't do that here. So, let's see. What's we gotta, next on the docket for the boys, man? Uh, for the Hurricanes? I don't even care, bro. <sighs> I mean, now they're, one, still they're running one, two, in and the, three now? Yeah, they're one, two, and uh, oh. Or one and four. They're one and four right now. Wow. You're one and four. Wow. And again, we just started ACC play. So Dolphins now are one and three. We play at North Carolina. Four. We play not at North Carolina. 330 game. I don't uh, know, bro. That's not going to. That's not. I don't even. I don't even want to talk about that. Two and three heading into North Carolina is a different story than one and four heading into North Carolina. Yeah. And right now, we're, don't get me wrong. Yeah, two and three. You can say that's kind of respect. It's not respectable, bro. It's not respectable. That shit is weak. That shit is weak. Wake Forest is five and zero. NC State is four and one. Clemson is three and two at least. And we've played Appalachian State. You know what I'm saying? Rough, rough. Hurricanes are rough right now. And the way that we and, lost that and last North, game. North Carolina is a, a a nine and a half point favorite right now. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. You know. Wait, no, that but I want that, to. Yeah, wrong. that's, that's wrong, wrong because they lo- they oh, should thought, be way thought, higher. Thought, no, that's pretty high. I thought that was pretty high. You think it's even higher than that? It has to be, man. We just lost our last second field think... goal, and then we got to go on the road to face the North Carolina team that historically has given us trouble. Bro. I'm having trouble can't finding, be finding the uh, the odds for this Don't worry game. about it. We're not going to let nobody bet on the Hurricanes this week, guys. Don't bet Stay on the Hurricanes. Stay away from it. Don't bet. Don't bet against them. Don't bet with them. Stay away from them. Okay? But if you want to talk about a positive note, ending things on a positive note, we got to talk about the Martins because they ended the season – um, 67 and 95 doesn't sound great, but they won the last two games. So they it ended up this, it's not great at all, but it's, it's how they played this year, dog. They, all right. Cause what did you expect from these guys? Just let me cry in peace. dog. <laughs> what did you expect from these guys? No, nah, I'm with you, man. We already, that's why we, we kind of stopped covering the, the Marlins. 60 games we, is a lot. We, <laughs> <laughs> for the Marlins? It, it is. We didn't finish last place, right? We nope. beat, we beat not, out the not, Nationals on that. Yep. So, okay, so worst team in baseball. One of the worst We're team. not the worst team in baseball. No. Okay, so that's a plus. Number two, we have a lot of positives to take away from this year. We got, we saw the, you know, we saw the homecoming, or not the homecoming, we saw the, the, 
the coming out, so to speak, of Trevor Rogers, my dog T Raw. It's my dog Chaz. We saw the same for Jazz Chisholm when we Shit. first, you know, early in spring training, we were talking about him battling for the position and winning it out. And honestly, gonna, we, can, we can call it right here, right now. Jazz is going to be an all-star next year. Uh, without a doubt. He's probably the best player on the Marlins right now. Stud. Probably the Jesus best player. Sanchez. Beast. 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 You know, Beast. We, we saw a lot, of, a lot of good pieces for the Marlins. Now, I just hope that. Even Alcalantera. He came Sandy back. Alcantara. He yep. came back from Alcantara. his early. He came back from his early injuries. You know what I'm saying? It really put a strong season together. Yeah. Had over 100 strikeouts in his limited time. Like we didn't, pretty, we pretty, didn't see what well. we wanted to see out of Sixto because of injuries and stuff like that. But ah. we still got Sixto for next year. True, but he needs to come out he strong. Does. He, he does. He does. But he has strong. one more year to redeem himself. So Correct. I hope that you know now we have a better idea. Okay, now we had our, our full. This is like our first full season with Jeter and Kim Ang at the helm, and you know, and and I hope that now, okay, they had a fair assessment, a full. Long season, everybody there to play that they had available. Now I hope that they go, okay, we know exactly what we need to do. We need to go sign these guys. Right. This is the list of guys that we really want to sign. You know, these are some young guys that we want to bring up and we, we want to, you know, incorporate into this team. And next year, I mean, so now the baseline is 60 wins, right? 60. We ended up with 67 wins, bro. Okay. Which is That's how many really games good. below 500? A lot. 40, 21 and a half games. So. The goal for next year is at minimum five hundred. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, and if you look at it like that, bro, that's that's really that's not attainable. asking for too. That's much. not asking for too much because if you look at their home record, they were forty two and thirty nine this year at home. Great that's at home, really good. But now talk to me on the for road. Bad, yeah, really talk bad. To me on the road. Twenty five and fifty six. Baba, that's rough. But that that's, is more than rough. Yeah, but that's a young team learning. You feel me? Like on the road is it's a lot harder, a lot of distractions. These kids are going to cities for the first time and shit like that. You, you know saw them. You saw them all yeah, dressed man. up. That was pretty cool. That's, I, I did enjoy that. that. Yeah, because it's late in the season. Have fun with it. And what we're talking about right now is they were in, in, in New, New York, York, right? And they all went out dressed Times up Square. as I forgot what they were. All dressed up as di- everything different, like, like, they like were different all, cartoons and like little kid things, and like Teletubbies. Some of them yeah, were Teletubbies bro. and stuff like Funny, that. And like they were just out. They, they were taking pictures with tourists. Like people were like, "What are you guys doing?" Like, "Oh, we're baseball players." Like, yeah, like you're okay. baseball players. Like, all right, who do you play for? The Marlins. Like, oh, sure, sure you, you really do. <laughs> are okay. really baseball players. You should have swung <laughs> a little higher with that one. No, but you know, to see those guys late in the season with the season where it's at having that camaraderie and that and, and that you know cohesiveness as a team to be able to just kind of take it outside the baseball diamond and, and still be a team i like that going into next season i'm really looking forward to the marlins next season it's a good foundation dog when you think about it because we named all the young talent literally young talent we're talking about kids who aren't even like 25 years old or 26 years old young talent that's really feeling comfortable with producing you know, and, and being a normal producer on the team. Like, Jazz is going to feel like, okay, this is my job now. Like, I'm supposed to hit 330. I'm supposed to have, you know, 100 runs scored. I'm supposed to have 15 doubles with 13, 14, 15 home runs. He's Like, you could feel him learning his role. Trevor, same thing. You can feel these guys. Jesus, like, all these guys are getting comfortable in the role and saying, like, yeah, I'm going to be a starter here. I got this place unlocked. Now my only path is to get better, 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 and improve the team. It's like you said, they have – Jeter and Kim Yang have, like, a great opportunity right now to really make this team into something special. You know what I'm saying? It's really something special because we have a lot of the young talent. We still have young talent in the farm system, people we can bring up. And if you we sign two or three guys that are the right position with the right, like, mentality, bro, this team can be dangerous, man. And next thing you know, we're, we're talking about being both 500, above 500 on home and on the road. 
that's easily a, a, a success. Yeah, but that's an easy way to f- be 500, period. You know what I mean? Like, as a record and, and really put you in contention to maybe try to make a wild card run or something like that because we saw it, how this team can really rally together. We know that the Marlins love a good rally. <laughs> yeah, there was a few games this season, you know. We had some impressive performances, put up a bunch of runs and stuff like that, but it was just very inconsistent. And, I, I you know, when I ask, I think, I don't know who's available. I'm not deep enough into the world of baseball. You know, I, I'd say loyal to my, my Marlins. Um, but I don't know who's available next year. But I think that a big free agent signing or a big trade, somebody with experience that can come in, I don't know if it's going to be a big glove or a big bat or, you know, somebody, you know, a real good pitcher. Whatever, you know, whatever it takes, I just think maybe we need somebody that has some of that championship Experience, yeah, man. Or playoff experience, yeah, man. No, nah, I'm with help, you, like help, a real veteran to help you know? guide well, this young team. Well, look, with you know the rumors this year at some point for the Marlins when doing doing a little bit of early waiting was the Chris Bryant thing from the Cubs, you know, and, that, and his name being tossed around because he, he's going to be a free agent and who's going to pay it's him. It's still in play for us. Yeah, it's still in play okay. for us. You know what I'm saying? So there's no doubt that the Marlins can go and get a big splash, bombs. You know what I mean? Because the team will find the money. Um, and more importantly, we have positions available, right, where if we can upgrade somewhere, we will definitely upgrade somewhere. So I, I definitely see them trying to make an investment like that because it could be a guy who's, you know, 29, maybe around that age, 28, where you're like, you know what, this kid, this guy can be good for six years. Let's sign him to a good contract, pay it out, and see what how his development coincides with the rest of the young kids that can build around him. And you do something like that. And – I think the Marlins can be a playoff. Extended. The division is not hard. You know what I mean? Like I don't know about that, bro. It, yeah. I think that we I have more talent than the Mets. I think the Marlins are one of the hardest divisions in baseball. We, we're definitely better than the Nationals, and I think we have more talent than the Mets. Well, the, the Mets, I mean, the Mets, poor Mets, man. Philly, Philly has a better team so with good, us, man. Yeah, but they <laughs> they're suck. Just, they're trash. They suck, you know? At the Philly, end of the day, they you suck. know, Philly, Philly can always take us. Atlanta. Atlanta's gives a, us trouble. Listen, Atlanta Philly always and Atlanta gives us trouble. Are the, are the two good teams in the in the division, right? Why can't the Marlins be the third? The Mets suck, and so do the Nationals. I right? agree. I agree. We we should you be. Know? We should be able to be up there, but we're not, man. We're not. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Keyword. Not, yet. not yet. yet. With the Marlins. So on shout the twenty twenty two. How many games are we done? Is the season completely Season's over, man? No more so, games. As the people hear this That's on right. Tuesday, we got a wild card baseball. We got the Yankees taking on the Red Sox. Which is an incredible. Incredible wild card. I think that's going to be one of I the mean, most the fact, it, it has to be wild rigged. Cards the fact ever. that that lined up that way, bro, baseball is just like, we need, we need these Nah, need I don't think games. it's rigged. I don't think no, it's, it's just It's just funny how it played out. Like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, the first game of the postseason is Yankees-Sox yeah, Yankees in October. Sox are you kidding me? And then on Wednesday, you got the Cardinals versus the Dodgers in the other wild Come card Come on! Playoffs no, no, no. baseball is here, folks. Baby, it's the best. It's the best thing out there. No lie, man. Like, if you, you could not watch baseball the entire year. You don't got to be a fan of and any of the, the teams. the moment Fox Sports says, hey, we got this live coverage of playoff baseball. You, you want to watch Buck's it? Joe Buck's voice. Yes. Yes, I do want to watch this. Yankees-Red Sox about to... <laughs> Terrible Joe Buck. Sorry, I'll try. I'll work on my uh, on my Joe Buck impersonation. That was a terrible Joe Buck, dog. Damn. Um, oh, real quick before I forget, dog, I want to give a quick shout out to Chelsea. They finally got off the skid. 
Uh, you, you, well, I mean, how are you going to shout them out without shutting them down first, bro? Because I mean, we, we talked last week and tough was losses. Two games, three games yeah. between that time. Was yeah. it three games? I yeah. think it was three. We had Juventus. We had and they the went City two game. and one in that, or one and two in that time. We had the City game. We had the Juventus game, and then we had, now they bounced back. The most and recent now we game bounced was back. A bounce back. And and that Juventus game was tough, bro, because we dominated those guys, dog. What and happened? That, when you don't score, you don't score, bro. It's that simple, dog. You can have 80% of the ball, but when the ball doesn't want to go in, it doesn't want to go in. And then they scored fucking 11 seconds into the second half. Pretty much caught us sleeping. And that was it. That was the only offensive third that they really had for the rest of the game. And they just happened to, you know, come up on it. And it's okay. You know what? We're playing in their home. We had to travel, whatever. Maybe the team was lacking focus, you know? But, I mean, there's no maybe. There's clear evidence that they were lacking focus. Yeah. And... They got some of it back against this game in Southampton because it kind of got dirty for a little bit. You know, it was raining heavily, um, lots of tackles, lots of fouls. But ultimately, and Chelsea got up quick too. Ch- Trevor Chapel, man, this kid is impressive. Straight from the academy, first year up, and he already has two goals in the English Premier League. One of them is a worldie, and he got another header in this past this past weekend, so this, nice. kid, this kid is obviously balling. Um, and two unlikely guys also score. Uh, so we give up a – Ben Chilwell gives up a penalty to Southampton. The guy scores the penalty, right? The same guy who has the penalty has a stupid tackle on Jorginho in like the 79th minute with like 15 minutes left in regular time. Automatic red card. They kick the guy out. Oh, God, what an idiot. Idiot, you know what I mean? They were so happy to walk away with the point there, you know, and you're 15 minutes away from that. Right. Soon as that happens, Tuchel makes some changes, brings in Barkley, um, and brings in Mount, and Ruben Loftus Cheek had a great game, and this is a guy that I really didn't expect to play. Barkley too, and Barkley was the one who actually created the goal because it was his cross from the left hand side to the right hand side that found um, Cesar Asi La Puerta, and he was able to cross it one time to fucking Werner, the guy who has the hardest time sc- scoring and actually had a goal disallowed, his 16th goal disallowed Damn. from VAR um, early in the game that would have won it. He actually bangs this one in from that cross. And oh, yeah. you could tell that it meant so much to his team, bro. Like, for him to get it. For him to get it because everybody was going crazy on him, <laughs> tapping him on the head and like, you know what I mean? And he himself is good. He said it after the game. He was like, I, I'm not going to give up. You know what I mean? I'm going to continue to play my game. I'm going to continue to make the runs. And, you know, I get unlucky sometimes, and that's part of soccer. But the consistency of me trying is always going to be there. And and that's the type of shit that when you look at it as a Chelsea fan, you're like, all right, fuck it. You're in. <laughs> you're in the squad, dog. Come on. Get in here. Run you're around. You're on the team, crazy bro. Yeah, bro. And I'm really happy for him. And then. Chillwell, man. He had the penalty earlier in the game. I like that guy's name. I like it too, Because he knows how to chill. His nickname is Chili. Well, that's Cali. That's pretty gangster, right? Like, like everybody that. calls him Chili. I like that. It's, like, it's pretty cool. It rolls and, off the tongue. And when he got the start, he hadn't played that much, and he really needed some repetition in, in, in actual Premier League action. And, bro, he didn't disappoint. He gave up the stupid penalty, but he overall had a good game, and then he sealed the game late on in, like, the 91st minute. With a nasty, nasty fucking volley, dog, from like 30 yards out. And the ball actually went inside the net. And the goalie then hit it out. And nobody really noticed because it was so fast. So they replayed it? No, not even. On the referee in soccer, whenever they have 
they have this special watch, right, that dictates when something passes the plane of the goal. Okay. Right? So it'll let them know, like, hey, a goal happened, right, because the ball went completely over the line. Only the ref has it. Only the ref has it. So then when he felt the vibration, he blew the whistle and gave the goal, and everybody was going crazy for Chilwell. That's awesome. And ultimately, it was important because we needed those three points. It put us on top of the league for right now. Yeah, they were back in first. Back in first, Liverpool tied against Manchester City, which was obviously a good result for us because, you know, it gives us some space, a little bit of space between those guys. And it puts us in the driver's seat. You know, now we just have to continue to put good games forward, right? Because and, we don't and, play Manchester City for a while about, and we don't play Liverpool. Right, and that's that's what I was going to get at right now was the next few games on their schedule look kind of like a cakewalk. Don't say easy, dog. Don't say it look easy. kind of like a cakewalk, bro. I'm no, sorry. Man. I don't. I, I no, mean, that's man. why I have you. I need you to put me on the game no, right man. now. No, man. But I'm looking at it right now, and this Saturday, October, or no, next Saturday, October 16th is their next game against Brentford. Right. Then they have a Champions League game. Uh, against Malmo on that's the 20th. A, that's a little bit easier. <laughs> then game. they got Norwich, Norwich, Norwich City, City and then we on got October 23rd. I mean, they don't have a hard game until Southampton. Yeah, pretty much. Well, we played uh, Leicester City at the end, like in mid-November. That's way later, though. That's I mean, you're talking about, you got Southampton, and then you got Newcastle, Malmo again, and then right. Burnley. Yeah, it's it's it I mean, looks favorable. It is they favorable. Can, they can do some damage right now in these but next here's like, the five, thing. six games, right? Right. Here's the thing with that. Number one, you want to avoid as many injuries as, as we've had, right? Because yeah. we've had some guys, as key people, injured. Pulisic has yet to play. Conte, yeah, but Pulisic wasn't a big factor last season either. He was. He Chelsea, was. Chelsea was successful. He wasn't as big, but the games that he did play, he did make impact. But that was some of the shit that killed his, his performances, the injuries, right? Mm-hmm. So he's coming up missing again. Conte has missed some games because of COVID and because of injuries. So it's like, damn, you know, we, we haven't been a fully healthy squad for some time now. And in in this run of fixtures, just like you were saying, where, yeah, you're maybe playing less opponents. If you're tired or you're not able to put fresh legs in there, maybe they catch you slipping. You know what I'm saying? And what you think is an easy win doesn't necessarily happen that way because they're playing so much defense or, like, stacking the box against you playing with seven, eight, nine defenders. You know what I mean? Which is very likely to happen with these teams that know that they're probably going to lose to Chelsea, right? A mile mole. Uh, Norwich City. These guys will probably pay nine guys, ten guys in the box and just say, fuck it, we're going to defend the whole game. Good luck trying to break through. Teams will do that. You know what I'm saying? And then you end up with a draw or yeah. like they get a lucky goal or some shit like that. I'm telling you, man, soccer, especially English Premier League soccer, is so hard to predict. <laughs> That's why they give a lot of free prizes to shit like that, whoever can predict games, because it's so hard. Yeah. Man. It's so hard. But um, something I wanted to talk to you about, Doc, before we wrap up, we actually got a pretty big boxing match coming up pretty soon, dog. But wanted to get your thoughts on Wilder Fury. Oh, that's this weekend? No, I don't think it's this weekend. I think it's the following weekend. Oh, I was about to say, bro. I didn't know we had that <laughs> going on already. I mean, I'm pumped. I'm excited. They've been they've been going at it. They've been jawing out the mouth, trash talking each other. Yeah. Fury, you know, Fury uh had the funniest like response. No, it is this weekend, the ninth. Look at me tripping, fool. Oh shit. Hold up, dog. <laughs> Yeah, man. Breaking first. You heard it here first, folks. Yes, sir. <laughs> Fury Wilder that's been announced for months is this Saturday, uh, October 9th. Is that I feel like these boxing matches are always like few, like so far away that when they do come closer, you're like, oh, shit, there, there is a fight this weekend. You know what I mean? I mean, I'll tell you this. It's not as exciting as it was for me to see Fury Wilder won. That for, the hype for that first fight. It was amazing. And then that first fight that happened, it was like, wow. Classic. It was like, oh, my God. And then obviously they ran it back. Now this is the third, you know, the trilogy. Wilder has lost, you know. But that was his only loss. 
That was his only loss. Yeah, they're tied. They're one and one. This is they're the tiebreaker right now. So this is the trilogy, baby. And believe it or not, Fury has way more to lose. Way more to lose, I feel like, because he, right now he's holding the belts, right? So he can call a lot of the shots. He can call a lot of the money shots. He can pretty much do be the king of the world when you're the heavyweight king and you have a personality that's exuberance as his, right? Where he's so outgoing, he's like able he's to the sell. Gypsy king. He's the gypsy king, right? He has a lot more riding on the fight than I feel like Wilder because Wilder, a lot of people are like, probably if he has him as a champ, right? People really didn't believe that he can hang with uh, Anthony Joshua or with uh, Fury or something like that. That first fight where he was focused showed that Wilder was of that class. Now, unfortunately for him, we didn't get to see that in the second fight because of that costume, allegedly. But I just don't think that he was in the right place mentally. I think that he thought that Fury was going to fold or be a lot of, like flabby or whatever, like not with the, not with the shits. You know what I'm saying? And he got a freaking lesson that fight, and he learned something about himself. He learned that he can't expect anything but the best, you know, and not blame other people and shit like that. And he's changed his trainer, a bunch of drama with that. And not a lot of people are giving him a shot. And I feel like when when you're such an underdog like that, right, it kind of gives you the belief of like, you know what, I can do it. And I'm going to show all these people that I can do it. Because if you look at Vegas right now, Fury's a heavy favorite. A lot of the professionals that, you know, know the boxing game and stuff like that, they're leaning towards Fury or making the decision about Fury. So I don't think that I think that Wilder has a legit shot as being the underdog because he's a powerful underdog. He can literally shut Fury's lights out with one punch. No, We've yeah. seen it. You know what but I'm now, saying? But now that you said that about the costume, that was the second fight. Yeah. And that was the one that he blamed the performance on because he was tired. But wait, so then did he win that second fight? Fury won the second fight. So Fury's 2-0 and against Wilder. No, the first one was a split decision. Oh. The first one was a split. That, I, that, that Fury yes, won that first nah, fight. Nah, It was, people felt like they, they, they wanted to give Fury that fight because he got up and was able to, like, come he back. He controlled most of the fight. But, but if it, you look that at was it, a, That was a split, that fight, which is why they ran it back. It and was then a now, split. Now they're giving dope. But even in that first the, fight, yeah, in the power punches, I, I believe that Fury had that, not Fury, um, Wilder had that advantage where you can just tell he was waiting to hit him with that power punch every single time. So he had that more on lock. And then in the second fight, Fury figured out that game plan and was like, let me see if I can just continually to put the pressure on, on Wilder. And it worked. It ended up working. That's what makes this fight so intriguing because if Wilder brings even a little bit of boxing to it, right, and him having that ability to knock out Fury with one punch, it's going to make him very dangerous on the counter. So he can allow Fury to, like, throw jabs and dictate the pace and all this stuff and just really time him. And when he does catch his opportunity or that window, boom, let it fly. Boom, let it fly. Let's see, man. So you're going Wilder. Oof, don't ask me. You first. I just, I just, I didn't nah, nah, ask, first, first of first, all. I first. just took what you've been telling me for the last five minutes about this cool. guy. That's cool, and man. And it sounds like you're leaning towards Wilder. But if I had to put 20 bucks on it, I would put 20 bucks on Wilder. As the underdog, just because of the odds. Just because I think that he wants this fight. He really wants this fight. Man. Fury needs Everything this you're fight. saying about that, as much as you're saying that this, you know, a loss is going to be worse for Fury than it is for Wilder, I, everything you're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm on the complete opposite side of the fence. I think <laughs> Wilder needs this more than ever, especially off that these two fights. The first one where he couldn't get the job done, being the guy that he is, the the, the knockout artist. Right. All right, to this day. 
to All this right, day. He's that knockout you artist. Don't ask me that. <laughs> All right, and he couldn't take him down. He got he got right back up. And then the second one, you're going to blame it on the costume, homie? That's it's your personal weak. decision, That's bro. That's just weak. That's you're going to go weak. into that fight and do that. And then now, because you got your shit split and, you know, you lost that fight and now you're not the same badass that you were. There's no respect on your name. You're, you're coming out and you're making all these videos and, like, you you know, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I've been training. I'm ready. You're done. You know, and, and Tyson Fury hasn't changed anything, bro. No, he's still I mean, the same. That, that guy, he's been through some shit, you know, from almost taking his own life. You know, from from being the champion to then almost taking his life to losing it all to the now and coming back to coming the back to, to to take it and being I, a freaking a soldier for mental illness and mental yeah, health. mental health and mental wellness. Yeah, man, and I, that's why I think that Tyson Fury is going to take this fight. I think that's the reason why he's the heavy favorite, and I'm I'm going to rock with the heavy favorite. Right, hey, man, you you wouldn't be wrong for that. You know what I'm saying? But I, like I said, I just feel like Wilder has a lot to prove. You know, he has a lot to prove, and this would be an excellent way for him to prove it. Let's see. Let's see what happens, dog. And then we'll catch the fight. We'll let everybody know how it went down. Oh, yeah. And then in the meantime, we could wrap up this podcast. Let's do it, my friend. And let them know that it's time to tell a friend. To tell a friend? To tell another friend. Tell one more friend. To tell one more friend that you're going to play the intro to my music. Man, there it is. Check us out on social media, y'all. We're on YouTube, Twitter, like I said, Sports with Social, Instagram. You guys know all that stuff, man. Spotify, podcast, all that stuff, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And make sure you follow my dog's golf page, Miami Golf Bros. Don't miss out. You want funny videos, good golf content, that's the place to be, man. Yes, sir. And uh, let us know if you guys want to hear Soso and Joel talk about something other than sports. Oh, it's coming. There's uh, There's been uh, some, some rumors out there that might be working on a... Another podcast Another project We'll just call it another project Yeah so Let us know what you think Would you want to hear us Talk about something else Or do you want to just Have us stick to sports So Let us know man And if anything You can always tell a friend To tell another friend To tell another friend About this dope ass podcast Miami Sports Sports with so-so Does it like no other Until next time y'all Peace